Traveling the Vortex. We've joined the Doctor as he travels the Vortex and arrive at episode number 378. And remember, termites are people too. I'm Keith. I'm Sean. I'm Glenn. How are you guys? Good. Good. Did you guys have a good week? Yeah. It was alright. It was an alright week. It was kind of a short week because we recorded later. We did, yeah. I feel like we were just here. Yeah. Do anything fun? Yes. I went and saw Rampage. How is it? I saw it's like at 50% on Rotten Tomatoes, which makes it the highest rated <laughs> video game movie ever. It's dumb. It's so much fun. I loved it. <laughs> it it's that kind of movie. Well, you don't know. go into it expecting strong plot. Yeah, In fact, no. I heard that the plot that is there hampers it. In a way. I mean, they, they try, I give them credit. They tried really hard to give it a logic behind the proceedings and in a way that, yeah, you're right. It, it just, it's Independence Day level fun because unlike so many of these movies that just took themselves so seriously, you know, and, and just failed miserably. Battleship. Yeah. <laughs> well, up until the last third. <laughs> and then it was like, yeah, all right. No, I mean, it just, you know, there's some really cartoon cardboard cutout villains. They are ridiculously over the top with a Rampage Arcade machine. In their office, it's in the background of every shot. <laughs> it's like it's a little on point, guys. <laughs> Maybe I'm wrong. It's just just a tad there, but yeah, it's dumb fun. We watched Dunkirk. What do you think? It was pretty good. It wasn't amazing. I'm glad I'm not the only one that feels that no, way. It, it was really well done. I think its structure inhibits the film a little bit. It was yeah. good. It's exceptionally well made. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And everyone did a really good job in it. Cool. Yeah. Do you need anything? Nope. Big excitement there at the Bartlett household. That's right. Let's move on to news. Well, in our news, Tiny Rebel Games has announced a little, few more details about Doctor Who Infinity. Ooh. So, uh, they, said, they sent out an email to everyone who was subscribed to Doctor Who Legacy uh, emails. Uh, a bit of details, including a trailer... And kind of details of the first story, which is the Dalek Invasion of Time, written by George Mann. Ooh. Um, it is... I haven't got my email yet, if you can't tell. It includes <laughs> it's all news to me. The voice cast of Michelle Gomez, Ingrid Oliver, and Bella Ramsey. Bella Ramsey is Liana Mormont in Game of Thrones. Ah. Uh, it features the 12th Doctor predominantly, but it is a Missy and Bella Ramsey's character's story more than anything else uh they have five additional stories underway with each one centers on a different doctor classic and modern uh they're going to announce the second story in a couple more weeks which is firmly rooted in a classic doctor who starring katie manning and is told in a traditional multi-part arc story or story arc uh there's also a video of some of the gameplay which features very similar mechanics, but they've added a bit of, I don't know, what would you call it, Glenn? Um, RPG? A bit yeah, more RPG a to, more it. RPG to it. Yeah. A little bit more strategy. A little bit chess-esque. There's a lot of board movement involved as opposed to matching gems. Well, along with matching gems, because that's it's pretty still, much It's same. still a matching gems game. Yeah, in fact, yeah. it's the same mechanic. 
but it's uh, there are other pieces on the board that come in and move in, and it looks like they they interact and and depending on where you place them on the board, yours versus the Daleks depends on who attacks ah, who. Ah, okay. Yeah. If you get to if your character gets to the Dalek first, it defeats them. If they get to you first, they defeat you. That sort of thing. On the base level, I'm sure that they'll. I'm sure yeah, as you complex. as you go on, it gets more complex. And there might I wonder like then if you may actually be not necessarily matching gems to. You may be matching gems defensively to try and. Yeah, I well, mean, you do because there's at one point you, if you match gems, then you bring in other players into the board, and so it, gotcha. I think it's an offense okay. defense thing too. So, would you consider this a a, a sequel to? Um, a legacy or I don't know the art is so different from legacy and I think it's really a stark difference and I like it I like the art of it it's much more in lines of Titan comics comic stories so did they have the artist that's the guy that's done the poster art comic poster art like the uh the Daleks one that I have with uh Davros oh okay. Mike Collins the fourth doctor one that I have that the, su- the, the super bright yeah. comic yeah. Com- what we think of as comic book art. Yep. Comic he also storyboards for the TV series. Oh. So that's pretty cool, too. That is cool. I look forward to looking at my email. That's what <laughs> his art is what I think of when I think of a Doctor Who comic. That's what I, that when I think of comic art, that he does that kind of comic art. So, yeah. It looks very pretty. It does. Should be fun. No, I haven't been able to track down a release date yet, but they say coming soon. They're probably still ironing out some bugs before they... Yeah. And they probably want to have Chapter 2 or the second story close to ready so they can launch not long after the the first story is released. So there's a story trailer and then there's a video walkthrough of, uh, of Sue. Right? Sue? Susan. Whoever it is over at... Uh, oh, um, yeah, Lee and Susan. Yeah, Susan. Uh, kind of doing a little walkthrough of the gameplay and describing what was going on and whatnot and how the game works. We'll have to see about getting them back on the show. Yeah. What else in the news? Give all our intrepid listeners something else to obsess over for a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, in other news, British Fest announced a Who guest. David Bush is going to be coming to the Omaha. You might say to the Omaha, to the o- to, the, to the, Omaha. the the Omaha. You might ask, Not just who, Omaha. It's the Omaha. It's the Omaha. You'd like to go to that convention, wouldn't you? Go see the Omaha. <laughs> the Omaha. <laughs> the Omaha. Uh, so he worked on Shada. He's an animator and has oh. worked on a variety of things, but Shada most recently. So he'll be there giving at panels signing Shada DVDs. No word if they're Region 1s or Region 2s. <laughs> you might be getting a signed DVD you can't play. Because it still hasn't been released here. But you could buy it there. Just may it's, not be able to play it. Right. <laughs> Although if it's Blu-ray, most Blu-rays now are Region, region free. free. Yeah, yeah. I've had pretty good luck with anything I've purchased up like Zobby or yeah. other sites. So, But that's cool. That's pretty much it for the news. Let's get into our reviews. Cool. Welcome to Valhalla, capital of Callisto, Jupiter's premier moon, where everything and e- where every anything and everything is up for sale. But Valhalla isn't quite what it says on the bro- in the brochures. Not since Earth granted independence and cut off its the supplies. The former doctor, for sale, excellent condition, visits the job center and finds 
Power cuts, barcoded citizens, and monthly riots. All bookable. And then there's the problem with the termites. Bum, bum, bum. I wasn't overly impressed by I this story. I wasn't overly impressed. There's, there are things that I liked and e- I equally liked and equally did not like. That's why the, the, the things that I liked get a bum, bum, bum. <laughs> the things that I didn't are not going to talk about. Pretty much everything but the termites I liked. I thought there were some really cool ideas with all these humans being... You know, barcoded and not realized, and then going up for sale, and all of that aspect. It's just the fact that it was being done by termites. Uh, to be fair, <laughs> I absolutely hated this story because it was termites until they explained that they were genetically mutated <laughs> termites <laughs> that had been planted there. So then I thought, okay, they weren't just anthropomorphized. Uh, yes, they weren't for anthropomorphized no for no reason. So I actually that kind of brought my summation up because I went, okay. I wasn't liking the termites, but now they at least have a reason for the termites. But overall, yeah, I, the termites was a bit, yeah, that, that yeah, I, I agree. I, I like the the concept of this group of termites uh, cataloging humans in order to sell or trade them uh, throughout the universe, and I thought that was a clever idea, um, and. You know the ruse of them being living on a colony planet, the team up of the queen and the mayor to kind of both get what they want, and then she kind of you know backstabs him, and then him getting back. There were a lot of great concepts in it. It's just overall, I I didn't like the three main people that were with the doctor. I didn't think any of them was outstanding, even though one of them was Michelle Gomez. Yeah. I just didn't think <laughs> I that... kept thinking she sounded familiar. <laughs> Who is this chick? And then I went and looked and went, Oh <laughs> It wasn't until I listened to the uh, extras on the on the C D <laughs> that I went, Oh, that's Michelle Gomez. Uh I didn't I didn't it, she didn't her voice didn't even sound familiar to me until I got there and I went, Oh, okay. I, I can see it now. Um it just the characters I didn't uh, First of all, I was quite confused a lot of times as to what was going on. And I think that that was part of the problem because there was a lot of randomness and loose threads very early on that left for a lot of confusion. And the one gal, I thought she was dead. And then she turns up later with no explanation, with no explanation. And the, the, the guy was just some brute idiot that just it he was there for conflict. But I think that was basically his only role in the whole thing because there was no there was no heroism for him there was no redeeming quality for him there was no redemption he never he never got his never got anything he never got his moment i thought he doesn't even really have to be there other than to be kind of comic relief every once in a while and 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 the the one thing that i did like was every time the doctor would leave he would say oh i'm never going to see him again and then he the doctor (laughs) would show back up and i thought Okay, you're doing that for comedic effect, but there's after the third or fourth time, you really don't have to do it anymore. Yeah. Um, well, what he, I he was definitely there more to try to be a foil to the doctor when the termites weren't available. Right. Exactly. Which was unnecessary to be, yeah. be quite honest with you. Um, I, because who can foil with the doctor? This is another one of those I mean, really. situations too, where the doctor. It's sometimes frustrating because, and, and the Seventh Doctor does this frequently, and it's within his character, but the the Seventh Doctor always seems to know what's going on, but never lets anybody else in on it. And it's really frustrating because either A, as a listener, you figure it out as you go along, 
and and then you're kept in the dark. Then you're kept in the dark, or you don't figure out, and then you're frustrated when it's finally divulged that you feel like he should have had some wheels turning much earlier than he did. Yeah, and so it's almost like he. I mean, he is the chess player. He's playing the pieces and he's playing it out. And that's always the way that they've always kind of wanted to go with the doctor. But sometimes that's frustrating because it feels like you you kind of put people in harm's way inappropriately. And I think that this is another one that that, um, exploits that problem that I have sometimes with the seventh doctor. That being said, I really liked the doctor. I liked Sylvester McCoy's performance performance in this i like uh, the the seventh doctor at this time where it's my impression that that ace is gone and benny's gone and he's really kind of at a point in his life where i think he's ready to be done he's it's ready to be done to movie. yeah and so i really like when they explore that because i think there's some of that that was uh built to in the virgin new adventures and i'm really excited to kind of get through those because you can kind of see that the the that perception of the doctor that I think they started to try to do in that season 26 that they would have done had they gone on I think on the TV series under uh, Andrew Cartmel but you kind of see that and I like seeing that glimpse of the the late seventh doctor era that we don't get a lot of because even in big finish we get a lot of him and ace or when we do get Benny we get you know still sort of that middle ground of of clown versus dark yeah. you know yeah. and, and so i like that i like that aspect of this uh that was really cool and a lot of the, the the because a lot of times when the doctors any other incarnation of the doctor's on his own he seems to kind of wallow in self-pity whereas this doctor isn't necessarily wallowing in self-pity it's almost like you when when other doctors do it you kind of you don't feel as bad for them because a lot of times they've put themselves in that situation or they've they've you know, miscalculated something and, you know, ended up on a planet for 900 years with, you know, jellyfish. But, <laughs> and, and so you kind of feel like, well, you know, you kind of put that to your, yourself. When the seventh doctor does it, you kind of get the impression that he was, he's really been dealt a bad hand. He's really been dealt Especially the worst cards. Truly knowing what led up to this point. Right. Either. And, but, but he also doesn't deal with it in that he's wallowing in self pity. He, he may, say something that is you know has that self-pity element to it but then he he'll turn around and say something else that you know recognizes you know why he's there or why he's at this point in his life or well i can't really kind of be down on myself because you know and so he he just there's such a good balance with the seventh doctor when he does do that that i really enjoy he may may be uh, wallowing in self-pity but he's also got the self-deprecating humor still so (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it's not even the it's not even self-deprecating humor. It's almost like he recognizes why he's in a situation. He just knows he doesn't he doesn't it's it's not like he's continuous oh woe is me. It's kind of the woe is me. On the other hand, I did, you know, or on the other hand, I do need to do this, you know. So it's it's kind of that. They strike a really good balance, I think. I agree. I uh there were uh, the whole idea of the human colony kind of being unsustainable. And so we're going to sell everybody off as slave labor to whatever race wants to bid on them. It's like, ooh, okay, yeah, that's kind of cool. And I kept waiting for the other shoe to drop. <laughs> there were they, they kept talking about termites. Oh, the termites in the walls. So yeah, they're big or something like that. And I kept thinking, it's cybermats. 
this is a Cyberman story. This is going to be great. There were no Cybermen nope. in the story. It would have improved it. We, we've got a signal. There's something coming in. All oh, the Daleks are going to come for the Doctor. This is going to be great. There are no Daleks in this story. And so I kind of kept waiting for when is the big bad going to show up? And I was really quite taken aback by the fact that the big bad were the termites. <laughs> I was like, really? You're your own worst enemy. I am. You know that? I, I, I set myself up for these like huge a, expectations. It's like a broken record. Every week we come to a, a to this show and we talk about something we review. And when you aren't so pleased with it, it always boils down to the fact that you had different expectations for the story. I feel like I would. Well, not with. even expectations. I just feel like, because I, I didn't know anything about this going into it. I did not know Ace wasn't in this. Well, but you're having different, Quite honestly. you're having different expectations as you go. Yeah. Because when you hear something, you say, oh, maybe it's this. It's like they're you're. It's like you're setting them up to let you down yeah. every time. I'm, I am totally the. I am. I am the kid in the candy store. <laughs> I, I go into everything with my nose pressed up against the glass, going, "What is it? What is it? What is it?" Aww, <laughs> it's that. You know, every unboxing, every oh, you got me socks. <laughs> you know, that's, that's Christmas must like. suck around your house. It does. It really does. <laughs> What's it? Because well, the box is potential. And then you open it, and it's like, oh, it's it socks. You know, you can't do anything with socks. You can wear them. Eh, if I need socks, I'll go buy socks. So, yeah, I, I just kind of kept, they, they, I just feel like I was set up for, oh, it's going to be this. And then it wasn't. It's, it, 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 it is actually termites. I liked the fact that Ace wasn't in it and that we don't know why. I felt it was kind of clever that of the multitude of versions of what happened to Ace, well, he's kind of mopey, like maybe she died. But he could also be mopey because she stayed on Gallifrey to become, you know... She didn't die. A Time Lord or whatever. She didn't die, though. I mean, we already already know that it's established that she left him, but... Yeah, but I mean, it's... there's, There's one... It's not canon, but there's one... Well, that's the problem. This yeah. is not canon, so she didn't die. But I like so we the, know that this is the least canonized continuity of it all. Right. But I, I like <laughs> the fact that they played with that, that there was never oh, a definitive oh. line that said, well, she's off at the Academy, yeah, but I and know I'm she on did. my own. Well, but that's now that's that's different, too, because when she's off at the Academy, it's not a... He wouldn't be moping about that. That was his ultimate goal. No, but it's when she... It would still hit him that she's There's gone. a period where she goes off and... Well, I don't. I want. Yeah. I don't want to expound on it because we haven't got there yet. Yeah. But there, there's something that happens with Ace that's even worse than her going off to the academy. To well, be, I know that, to be a time. Yeah, there. I mean, because there's there's the they have a falling out and she leaves. There's the they don't have a falling out, or the, but she still leaves him uh, to go to the academy. And then there's the uh, she dies. There, there's Ace has got like multiple. She die. Schrodinger's. Uh, <laughs> she's Schrodinger's cat. companion. Yeah. <laughs> Um, no, but I mean, they're, they're, I, I liked the fact that they left it open, that he, he was mopey, but just not mopey enough. And then he started auditioning because, you know me, I loved it. I love <laughs> companion auditions. And I'm like, oh, here we go. And I thought him and Jevons chemistry was fantastic. Yeah. I think some of that is the fact that it's Michelle Gomez and him probably just playing off each other so much and two Scots just having a ball. It took me a little bit to kind of get because when when they first encounter each other down in the tunnels, I, I was like you. I, I didn't I didn't like it. But as it went on, I felt like she was the only one of the extra people that I liked. Yeah, everyone else I could they, they, leave. Termites could the be everybody, and I wouldn't have cared. Yeah. Um, but um, 
as it went on, they, I can't even say necessarily that she got better, but her interactions with the doctor got better. It got well, more entertaining as it went part on. Part of it is... I mean, when she first meets him, she doesn't trust him and is suspicious. So we don't trust her because she doesn't trust our hero. Right. And then as she grows to trust him and like him. And so we grow to trust and like her more, too. Yeah, I grew to trust her. I didn't grow to like her. But <laughs> I do like the end of this where he's basically she... inviting her to go along and she says no. And, you know, while they've I, done I that, while they've done that too. before. Yeah. yeah. While we've done, they've done that before. It was, it's another, it's a, it's, it's a nice change of pace for somebody not to go sure and hop on board you know so well and admittedly as far as auditions go the doctor didn't give the best interview (laughs) (laughs) i mean i mean you you didn't go off planet and see a wondrous thing that then turned rotten you caught her in the middle of a pretty rotten day that got worse and then you kind of fixed it but not until you, you kind Not of until waited. they still have to leave home. Yeah, at, at that point, the, the colony has failed, you know. So, and I, 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 I ruminated on that for a little bit. That I, 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 in a way, I kind of feel like we're in a rut with world-ending stories on on Big Finish. But that's something you can do in audio. Oh, you, yeah. you can end the world versus you know on television where it's expensive. <laughs> so, <laughs> I can't really fault them for for swinging for the fences in that regard. Um. I like swarms. I like hive mentality. I like unstoppable waves of bugs coming to get our heroes. Um, and so I thought that that was going to be cool. But man, it wasn't. They're, just, they're, they're termites. They're just... The best part of the termite story, I thought, was when the doctor disguises himself as a termite and goes undercover. And then the other two follow suit and do the same. Yeah, except he that did it... That was the most fun I had while listening to this. Except he did it so badly. <laughs> that was part of why it was so much... Why I liked it so much. Yeah, well, and, and it doesn't be wrong, Because it I didn't did. go well at all. Yeah, it didn't go well at all. And it wasn't what I expected to happen. So I was pleasantly surprised by that aspect. But, but to, to what Glenn was saying is that this is, this is very structured to feel like late Seventh Doctor March to the movie, yeah. what, you, you, what you, you said. But this was very more clownish and, and kind of back to the... You know, and I, I thought for sure when the when the one term, yeah, what's the code word of the day? I, you've said it like ten times, man. You keep giving them to the thought of the day. I know what it is, and the doctor didn't know. And I went, <laughs> what do you mean you don't know what this is? I thought we were gonna get mixed more mixed metaphors than we did. <laughs> I guess it gave the pseudo companions an excuse to come out of the TARDIS and help him out. But yeah, I don't know. It just um, the, there were things that I really liked that I felt worked and there was a lot of it that didn't and everything that didn't just kind of really seemed to stem around the termites other than the queen but we've had kind of long lines of fairly awesome queen bugs that right. you know wear and dawn or, or this that or the other um, and the doctor's dispatching of her you know <laughs> yeah she's dead oh okay <laughs> go they find all, a new queen they, they all fly away okay <laughs> It's, it seemed think, like an inordinately amount of running around for that. Yeah, and it feels like it's one of those things where if the doctor weren't there, it might not have made as much of a difference. It's She still would have died because she was dying anyways, and they would have gone off and done their thing. So as far as defeating the termites, nothing would have been different if the doctor wasn't there. 
I was glad that it didn't come to a symptom. you know it didn't come to a genocide, which uh, you know was right. kind of cool. It could, it could have very easily gone a I'm going to wipe out the whole colony situation and not just the humans, but the the, the bugs. But um, yeah, it just I, I wanted I don't know. Once they set those stakes up, I really wanted the stakes to to go through the roof with here it is. This is the threat that so and so has arrived, and they're going to buy all the humans. And it's like, oh, it's these people. Yeah, or the Daleks show up and they're like, "We're not paying you for anybody. We're just going to take over." <laughs> Thanks for sending the signal. That, okay, that would have been that to me would have been a well. You thought you knew what you were doing, but haha, right? And I didn't get that. So it just the rest of it just kind of laid there. It felt like a whole. It was a whole box of potential, and then I opened it and got socks. Yep, I agree. I feel bad I didn't like the story better since it was Mark Platt. Yeah, I was. That was the other thing is it. It's very much written in his style. Yeah. And it's very much written like Ghostlight. And in fact, at times when I would get confused as to what was going on or, or wondering if there was a higher concept that I was missing, a lot of times I would think, okay, it's Mark Platt. It's probably going to require me to listen to it again in order to get it because I remember Ghostlight not landing well with me the first time and then the second or third viewing finally going, okay, I think I actually like this story. And I really got to like the story when I... Uh, once we did that deep dive. Yeah, what we did the deep dive. Yeah. Well, and we did the, uh, they had the behind the scenes stuff. Yeah. And, and then we read the book too. Yeah. And that, that really helped a lot. So the book kind of fleshed a lot of it out. So maybe maybe he'll write a book for Vahal. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe they'll do an interview with him some behind the scenes. But anyway, it's one of those ones that I, I, I am reserving for one of these days I'll have to revisit this and see if I like it better. So Yeah, it's just unfortunately it's not one that, I'm looking forward to revisiting it. Whereas Ghostlight, I was so morbidly curious about what was going on that I wanted to re-listen to it. This one I didn't feel as ambiguous about or as lost throughout most of it. I felt like well, I had one, a pretty good grasp of what was going on, and I just didn't like it. This one, too, also had a uh, nice pace to it. There was never a lot of downtime or or yeah. you know slow parts where i kept feeling like okay just get on with the action or get on with the story so it paced really well and i felt like it was a quick listen to me i mean you can't listen to any of them quicker than they are because they are but <laughs> but it felt faster than it yeah. really than it probably was so i think i could listen to it again but no not right away <laughs> yeah i said i didn't hate it um i just that's my line i didn't hate it <laughs> <laughs> There were termites. <laughs> what? They weren't even space termites. They were just kind of, yeah, we genetically engineered these termites. Okay. All right. Well, should we move on to the comic? Ghost stories. When we last saw Grant, Lucy, and Jennifer in the return of Dr. Mysterio, they were settling down together as a family, and Grant's superhero costume was safely stored away. But that wasn't the end of the story. Now the Doctor is swooping back into their lives because the alien gem that gifted Grant his powers has counterparts all over the universe. It's up to the Doctor, Grant, Lucy, and Jennifer to track them down to prevent cosmic disaster. So Stephen Moffat (laughs) decides, how can we, you know what's really popular right now? Comic book heroes. Let's write a comic book hero Doctor Who story. So he writes and he puts it out on TV. And then George Mann, who I have a lot of respect for and enjoy a lot of his writing, decides, well, how can we make this even more comic booky? Let's add Infinity Gems. <laughs> oh, I hadn't thought of that. 
Yep. And yep. Infinity Jim smacked all over it. Now, it wasn't one guy trying to get him for a glove to destroy half the universe, but... No, it was the Sycorax trying to get him for their spaceships to destroy <laughs> half the universe. It just... Well, just the one. Thanks, but, Glenn. Now my estimation yeah, really dropped yeah. on it. So, <laughs> the only shining light to this entire four-part series, which isn't... You can't even... It was a four-part arc, but the weird thing is... <laughs> The, the stories end in the middle of the books sometimes, which was really weird. Most times. Most times, yes. Uh, but the shining light that, that completely blinked out at the end <laughs> was, oh, he has to give the stone up. Okay, well, that oh, fixes everything. Power, we don't yeah. have to have superheroes in the Doctor Who universe anymore. Oh, wait, if you really believe... It changed your DNA. Uh, well, and it, I, clap your hands and wish. <laughs> when he says that, when he says, oh, "I thought you said I could, it, you couldn't get it back because it, you know, transformed my DNA." I thought, "Oh, don't you do that? You take that thing out. Don't let that melt." And then it went through, and I was like, "Dang it!" <laughs> so this whole thing was crap. I didn't, I didn't like any of it. I didn't like any of this story. And the funny thing is, for three weeks I've been going, no, I'm kind of excited to read this. I'm not going to, you know, have any expectations. Yep. This whole thing was crap. Um, wasn't there a huge inconsistency in it also? Didn't they say it was like eight years later? It was eight years later. Wasn't the kid like an infant? Yeah. yeah. And so she was. How is she 11 now? Yeah, that's he what was, I kind of wondered myself. He was the well, nanny. She was, no way that math she wasn't, works. She was a toddler at the time, right? Wasn't no, she? No, she wasn't I think walking. she was. She wasn't walking No, because we had big issues with him leaving the baby. Yeah. yeah they, they, the right. baby monitor and the, right, the whole yeah. bit. At, at the max, Jim is age of nine months. Yeah, so. She yeah, no way an, she's 11. Was she, she wasn't, was she wasn't shy age of two. That no, was an issue. Yeah, you're right. She would have had to been two for her to be oh, even close to 11. You know, because sometimes when you're 10 and a half, you say you're 11. But Yeah. Um, I, I, I thought... There, there were parts of it that worked, that they kind of took... Oh, tell me which ones. Well, the, the idea that we took this this, this silly... First of all, the doctor shows up. That was a huge relief to me because I didn't know he... I didn't know... I thought they I were thought just... Was gonna be that was I thought it was just going to be ghost stories. That was my first against the comic book because then I thought, okay, if the doctor doesn't show up, then I could just say, well, this is a, this is a comic <laughs> story. And the doctor had plopped himself down in some sort of comic story... And that doesn't that totally decanonizes it. He he popped into some alternate universe, and it was a comic book world, and <laughs> which they had done before, and you didn't like. Yeah, it. well, but at least I could <laughs> wipe that one out and say, okay, we'll just we'll 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 chalk it up to that. My that's my head cannon. But no, the doctor shows back up, which legitimizes it again. I, I think it made it easier to read. I was really not looking forward to these because I thought it was just going to be Grant. I thought it was just going to be superhero stories with Grant and that it was branded Doctor Who, but it was going to be uh, Superman in the Doctor Who universe. And I, I really had no desire to read it. So when the Doctor showed up, I was like, oh, well, okay, at least he's going to hold my hand through this train wreck. <laughs> but then the superhero stuff that they did, it worked. No, it didn't. Because Grant didn't do a dang thing through the no, whole he, book. No, he didn't. It's called Ghost Stories. And the doctor and what's her name? Uh, the, 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 the wife. The wife. Uh, Lucy. 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 And even the little girl, which I'm glad they gave them something to do and glad they gave them pieces to be be the heroes. But you called it Ghost Stories, and he's doing hardly anything. The doctor has to tell him. No. Yes. The doctor has to tell him that he has to go change the smoke 
mind. Well, it was even the daughter that planted yeah. that idea as well. The daughter is the hero of the story more yeah. than anybody else. Yeah, really. The doctor and the ghost have to be saved from the uh, the uh, Harmony Shoal guys that have got them locked up. When your superhero's life is in danger for two of the cliffhangers, there's an issue. <laughs> yes. It's called Ghost Stories. I'm surprised it wasn't the third one, too. In a way, that's what made it... In a it, way, it was well, <laughs> the third one, too. In a way, that's what made it work. It was. Be, be, and I, I say this because if Grant did everything, if the doctor said, come with me, I need your help, and Grant did all the work because he's the superhero, after issue one, it would have been boring and repetitive and silly. Right. Agreed. And so... So, the, give the, him the, the first the, one. The, the fact that he, he comes in and immediately flies off doing the superhero stuff, which... Maybe it's just the fact that it was in comic book format. I felt better with it as opposed to the televised Doctor Who episode, which is like, okay, well, this is at least where that's the story why belongs. I, that's why I thought it would be better you with know. it. Um, but then to, to kind of flip that on its ear and do the Superman doesn't have the, you know, the oomph that he, he needs help from the family or from the this or from the... Right. Okay. And you have to give the Doctor something also to do. also a lot of it he's not smart enough well, to do it on Well, that was the frustrating thing is I felt like they really dumbed. I didn't get the impression from the episode that Grant was this stupid, but no, man, I, I agree. I they totally made him stupid in this comic because he's all about <clears throat> look at me and my fists, because that's how he solves every problem. Anyway, well, that's how he attempts to solve every problem in this right. comic book is just to go beat it in a submission. Right. And even the doctor's like, that's that's not how this works. You, you can't. You, what do you? Why are you? Uh, and then he'd come back and tell him, oh, you can still fly. I kind of wanted him to fall off the building. <laughs> fell for that, too. Huh? <laughs> fell. See what I did there? It's yeah, more I, of a sixth Doctor gag than a twelfth. <laughs> you know, so I, I, I felt like it started off okay. Yes. And, and then you're right. It, it went downhill, and it went downhill pretty quick. And I, I almost hate to say this. Part of the problem definitely was the editing. The fact that the stories ended in weird spots and then we're picking up in the middle of the comic with the next adventure. I almost feel like it needed to be longer. Go no. ahead and go ahead and give no. it a, go ahead and give it six issues. No. Give it an intro issue where you get to flesh things out. No. Each of the middle four is a separate bup, 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 go tell the story and then give it a wrap up at the end that genuinely makes sense because I felt like the ending was really truncated and just kinda like, Oh, we're done. And and <laughs> I mean, there was a part of me was like, "Thank God." Yeah, I was glad to get the fish. <laughs> but I, like, <laughs> but I, I, I just feel like four issues. I feel like man, knowing man, the what we've read of George Mann, okay. and he handles comic books. I mean, he's writing which one is it? He wrote Supremacy of the Cybermen. Yeah, which one of the ongoing ones is his? I don't remember if it's the twelfth no, doctor or not. The, uh, he's dipped into them. I think. He, he's well, arcs he has done some arcs, but he also he wrote the did he write the eighth Doctor stories or he wrote one of the miniseries? Yeah. I can't remember what. I can't remember which whichever one he's done. I mean, he he's done this before, and we've we've genuinely, you know, traditionally liked his stuff before. So for him to come in and and deliver this is either a because of the subject matter, or b that it's 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 just it was it was poorly executed. And I I I, I want to err on the side of execution versus the side of no. It's just a it's just a turd of a story. But maybe <laughs> well, that's it. A problem that I had with the first story is we go to the future, which seems to be the pretty near future. I mean, they're gone, obviously, but it's right. near future. People remember the ghost. They A future that the doctor says isn't supposed to happen. They 
confront the smoke. They convince him to turn back and be good in the error of his ways. And then they leave. Which means that future is still going to happen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They need to go back and keep him keep from it doing from happening. If, now, I don't have a problem with this except for the doctor saying a future that's not supposed to happen. Because right. if it's a future that's not supposed to happen, it's the doctor's responsibility to make sure the timeline gets back on track. Not fix the situation in the future and then leave it the way it was. Or justify that at the end with Grant giving up the powers permanently to make sure that future that doesn't, doesn't come into being. Yes, yeah. Okay, that you've now fixed that. As well. You fixed two problems with that. Right, but right. no, yeah, the, that was that was a huge... And I mean, admittedly, the doctor's never been one about we have to make sure this doesn't happen. Very rarely do we get that element of the story. Most of the time it's the Doctor Lane, oh, look, the Daleks have invaded London. I guess we're just going to have to organize resistance and fight them. Sure. (laughs) And knowing that this is going to happen, every time he visits London in the past, I sit there and go, you all going to (laughs) die? I know it's coming. Why doesn't he say anything? The thing is, though, (laughs) the thing is, though, though, when you make a statement, a future that's not supposed to happen, Right. It's clearly something has He never skewed. said that about He's never said invader. that about anything yeah, else that's, that's happened. It's obviously Well, he has said timeline. that before, but he never said it in those situations. Yeah, right. no, no, it's, I think Omega is you know, here we are, Earth 1980. Yeah. <laughs> or not Omega, um, uh, uh, Anubis. No. No. Sutek. I'll get there eventually. <laughs> but yeah, that that was that was kind of a a big problem. And then um I liked Harmony Shoal coming back. I thought that was kind of a clever... It was nice seeing them actually be successful as a villain well, a little bit. Yeah, it, it was nice seeing the yeah, villain be successful? Yeah. <laughs> I thought yeah, he was the most interesting part of that, of the Return of the Doctor Mysterio. So, oh, also, it, 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 just, it, just, it justified a lot of Doctor Mysterio for me by giving us this kind of hindsight of how this Harmony Shoal would have worked. It was like, uh, yeah. oh, okay, this that I, I see where... Because I feel like the main plot of Dr. Mysterio got lost so that we could go, look, we're doing a superhero thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, Absolutely. yeah, I, I, I agree. I, thought I that also was thought the backstory of the, the races on the planet I thought was interesting, Very too. Very interesting, yeah. yeah. I could have dealt with a lot more of that, honestly. A lot more world building of that kind of stuff. And then the third part is, oh, the sicker are back. <laughs> Well, I was okay with that because we don't see the cigarettes very often. So I yeah. was like, okay, let's see what these guys are doing. That was my first thought. I was like, well, okay, cool. Maybe this will be like, you know, maybe they'll be cool. It's the same plot that they used yeah, last time. <laughs> well, except for this time they were going to kill off millions of people. They just had, billions stone of to people. Do, they had an infinity stone to do it with. You're, the bloodstone. You're, you're, you're a one-trick pony, aren't you? <laughs> okay. And you it, know the the... Classic Doctor's new monster story with them. That's kind of the same thing. Is it really? Yeah. Uh, That's unfortunate. That's all they do. Sometimes you get them, you know, the the, the Slothene show up and you get a slightly different twist on them and you're like, oh, okay. You know, you're still not my favorite, but at least you're, no. (laughs) (laughs) The Sycorax are just, they're just the Sycorax. And then I felt like that whole part with Grant using his super hearing to hear Lucy's in danger, and he flies <laughs> off, and she's already beaten the you know, tar out of this guy. He's like, I don't need you. Where's my? Where's the kid? She's up there doing her thing. She doesn't need you. She doesn't need you. You want to lift? All right, if you're off her. That'll make it a little easier. Why is there a superhero in this story? That's my point. That's, yeah. that's my whole point. It, it really falls down on the, you, you didn't set this up well. And I would have been fine with, I'm, again, I'm glad that they gave everybody, especially since you're going to tag the family along, 
I which could, was a bad idea to begin with. <laughs> well, but they were... I know. They invited themselves on. So, again, going back to the superhero <laughs> thing. Rule one, <laughs> you have a hidden identity. Don't take the family with you. <laughs> so that your family doesn't get in drive I'm only going if we bring them. <laughs> did, did, didn't the doctor just tell you that the whole universe is at stake and you need... What? Grant is dumb. <laughs> just no other way around it. <laughs> he's just—he's just dumb. Yep. I'm sorry. I could no, go ahead. I, I <laughs> just—I don't remember what I, was, what I was even saying. So. Don't bring the family. Yeah, don't bring <laughs> the, the, the family. Gist. I just—I mean, I—I I, I would have been okay if Grant had. Or at least they were given something to do. If I think this, yeah, I was—I was glad they were at least given something to do since they came along. But I kind of wish Grant had been. Maybe this would have, should have been a training period for him to kind of learn different. As you said, he was always he always was the brute force guy. He'd come in and start beating things up, and that's how he solved everything. I would have been okay with this series had it been him learning different aspects of being a superhero, which they kind of tried to do that, but the problem is they don't give him enough to do because no. he's always sidelined by other things, and somebody else is having to do the grunt work. And so I just... He gets lectured to a lot, but doesn't get to do any do any of yeah, the yeah. learning himself. Right, right. Yeah. Well, is it is it just me, or is it weird that it's the second adventure that he loses his powers? I mean, I guess traditionally that's pretty standard for yeah. superhero movies, so maybe that was done on purpose. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But but it, it feels like that should have been at the end. Like he should have been the instrument of I fixed it. I fixed it. I can't fix it. And then the family comes to the rescue. and Yeah, that would have worked. You know, it it worked. becomes the Incredibles. And it's like, oh, all right, cool. Go team. No, we don't get that either. <laughs> <laughs> I, I also didn't like how there were different artists for each issue. Oh, I'm fine with that. I'm, I, I'm I, always, uh, again, I'm a very much an apologist for the artwork on comics. But I always like a fresh look, especially when you're going through a longer arc of stories. I always like to see different interpretations, different takes. Some yeah, of them, I, I prefer... some of them are some of them are more pleasing than others because, you know, I think a lot of times we prefer the more realism or at least the the the, the copying the look of. But sometimes it's I think it's nice to kind of it breaks things up for me to be able to see some different styles. See, I think I prefer one artist for an arc, and the next arc do a different artist. That I'm okay with, but switching... It's, it's a lot it's, of drawing, it's, though. It's like it's a yeah. lot of drawing. It, it is. Four yeah. issues. It's not like it's a six-issue arc or something. It no, is. but that's still a lot it's of drawing. A lot, that's yeah. a lot of panels. In fact, you'll find, even in comics, uh, just main series, that you'll see a lot of artists cycle in and out because they that is a lot of... The hardest part of doing a comic off. book... Yeah. You know. The hardest part of doing a comic book is is doing all of that artwork. I mean, storying is nothing because you come up. Well, I don't, I sh- I'm not underselling the stories, but <laughs> the story is not a lot because you're basically pinning the, the you're plotting the story out and then you're truncating the pieces in order to fit it into these panels. Very little to do there, and 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 you have to give enough to the artist. To, the artist has to spend you know sometimes hours on just one. Well, panel, and I think so. I'm more forgiving. Uh, of the alternating artists when it's an ongoing range and they got monthly deadlines, but when you're doing a a four part issue and you can release it whenever, there's yeah, no but I real think it rush. Was, that's the, that it is there is a rush because there's a marketing 
there's a marking system in place. They wanted to get this out close enough to the series. I don't remember when it because came out. if they hadn't I got it was this a while, after. I think it was still uh, done monthly. But yeah, yeah, it was done a while after the after the after the Christmas. Special. I don't think it was even a while. well, but you couldn't get too far away, and that's the thing is once the once the televised thing airs, they have to get on it, get the rights, and that's probably what takes the time. But you still want it close enough to, so that people will remember it because if you get it too far out. And people pick it up. They go, well, this is like from three years ago. This, I don't care about this character anymore. So there, and there's a lot of things around point. that, I think, that they, they want to make sure that they get the ball rolling. And they make sure. It's the same thing with uh, you know, any tie-in that they do to anything that's going on in the television. They try to mirror certain things. They want to make sure it's, you know, and, and, and a villain pops up here. They want to see if they can get that villain in there. You know, a new villain gets popped up here. They want to get it close to when it came out. Because they're trying to capitalize on popularity. I, I, I see where you're coming from, and I don't disagree. But I, I guess you're right. It did come out. The first issue came out December 26th, 2016. I thought it was really close. Oh, was it I really? Remember, yeah. I, remember us, I remember us reviewing it, and one of you guys saying, well, this isn't the end of the ghost because they've got a, sto- a comic book series coming out. So I, I had remembered it was relatively So they must have close. jumped on it quick then. Yeah. I, don't, I don't disagree with you from the, the, the standpoint, and... I am also forgiving, but I, in, in Keith's defense, this would be, because this is a four-part arc, it would be the equivalent of bringing in a different director and production designer for each segment of a four-part episode of Classic Who. Each one would yeah, have a different yes, visual yes, style, yes, 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 yes. and I think that would be jarring. Again, It wouldn't bother me so much. It's equal in the sense of that's the reality of it. But when you're talking In about hindsight. plotting out, yes. But sure. When you're I mean, talking I, I, about plotting it's, it's a out of work of story, you've got to. And I, I, I think we're, we're, we're the story. If, if if George Mann had, quite honestly, if he had done a better job of truncating or, or bringing it down so that each issue was encapsulated, darn it. Um, if he had done a better job of encapsulating it so that each issue was the adventure, and then the next issue started with the new adventure. That change in artist well, that worked, yeah. would have worked better because now we're going on a different adventure. Yeah. But when it's still, I'm still on the Sycorax spaceship, but it doesn't look like the Sycorax spaceship that you showed me last issue. Sure, that that is a I have to reset my brain now, and it takes me out of the story. Well, so I, I see where you're coming. The from other with thing that. That, that to our detriment is we always read these as collections. We don't read them monthly. You wouldn't notice it as much if you read that's it. That's probably month true. Month. Yeah, yeah, that's probably true too. Um, and just as a side note, the the one. I, I, it works for the Dark Tower, where it's the really, they're they're very beautifully done, but they're kind of almost stark paintings with mm. like solid background colors, and it just there's not much going on, but it really kind of draws your attention to the figures. I think it works really well because the Dark Tower is done that way. That didn't work for me for Doctor Who. I want to see something going on. They put a Starfield or something in where it's just there's something kind of back there in the background of the Harmony Shoal stuff that was going on in that. Uh, I think it was the third issue that started off that way, and it was. That was they did have a lot of non background work on that, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. That whole, because that they, whole issue was. But it's because they spent style. they spent uh, so much time on the two panels that showed the city with all the different neon and all that. They spent so much yeah. time on those that they were like, we're just going to focus on the action here. You, you wonder sometimes if the artist goes, look at this awesome splash panel I did. That's great. You realize your deadline's tomorrow, right? Oh, no, 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 no. Here you go. Here's the rest of it. But, um, yeah, I just, yeah, it's, I don't know. I, I don't know how to fix this. I, I don't know. If it, no, we. That's. It, it's not your job to fix it. That's the other no, thing. I, every <laughs> week, every week. I know you want to be con- 
constructive. But it's like a broken record. You come and you you don't like something. You say, I don't know how to fix this. You don't have to fix it. It's broken and it's done. We move on to the next project. I think there's a reason there's not going to be a Ghost Stories Part 2. Yes. <laughs> That's why it ended in 2017. Because Grant is dumb. <laughs> At the end, he fell off the building and didn't actually have powers. <laughs> the end. They could have fixed it by not giving him his powers back. Yeah, I, I actually would have been okay with... Uh, no. It would have been slightly better had they not ended up yeah. with his powers again. Yeah. I mean, they wanted the fairy tale ending. They wanted the happy comic book ending. He still had his family. He got a fairy tale ending. Well, here's another way. He's alive. You, his you family's go, alive. You go through everything exactly the same, and then at the end... Grant comes up and is the one to come up with, I've got to give up my powers, don't I? If he's the one to realize it instead of being told it. And being forced to do it. And being forced to do it. I Okay, that shows some character growth. And you get that moment with, are you sure? Yes, it's time. Well, I, you I, know. Okay, I, yeah. That's, I still got that's a good arc for him. I still got the impression he was given the option. Yeah. It's not he, like, he, he, was gonna, it's not like he, could, he was going to turn it down. He but he said he was no. given the option. <laughs> And let the universe die. Yeah, the universe would have died, yeah. It makes you wonder, though. See, now, now now, I'm curious. We've built this engine, and its purpose is to open a portal to a uh, dimension with no people. There's no life in it. And we're just going to bleed off this dark energy to save our own. And every 10 billion years or whatever the time frame was. a million years. Every million, every million years. years, we've got to fire this thing up. How did you guys lose the crystals from the last time to now? What happened? You had one job. Yeah. And the <laughs> doctor even says, up. the doctor even says, they've been caretakers here for forever. Well, obviously they're not very good. <laughs> this is the, this is what you, you you are the literal definition of you've got one job. None of that bothered me. <laughs> what bothered me was we're going to siphon off all of this dark energy into an uninhabited universe. And my first thought was, how do you know it's uninhabited? <laughs> because we keep pumping dark energy into it. Nothing There's lives no there. No way nothing can live there now. Have you, have you visited this universe? Have you explored years? this entire universe in to find out what if there's somebody out on the very edge of the universe that's not near this hole? And in, in three million years, the dark matter yeah. comes to them. What they a really their head through. Nope, no one here. What a really bake your noodle is when you find out that it's actually our universe in the future, and that's why <laughs> Utopia sees all the stars going out because it's just all dark energy surrounding everything until it kills it. No, what it is is it's the uh, was it mysterious planet? No, what was the what was the one with the, the antimatter beast in the in the hole that had a monster in a pit? But it was the one we did right after. Oh, the Planet creature, of Evil. Planet of Evil. That's probably really oh. that universe, and it, although that dark energy's been pushing it closer to, <laughs> to us. That's why it's coming out. That's why it's coming out. Okay, let's write that. See, all of a sudden now the story is like, yeah, I, yes, g- give as me long another as part. I don't have to include Grant in it. Yes. <laughs> The only thing I think Grant's going to be good for is the punchline. You know, the future companion comes along and, you know, we we join the conversation midstream. Wait, like legit superhero? Yeah, it was, that was a thing. (laughs) (laughs) The TV's never obligated to acknowledge the comics it would be a nice oh, but he was nod, in the tv but... unfortunately so. yeah unfortunately it's not oh, i guess that's world. true yeah well that's me trying to say that was just a comic world thing glenn has already written i have this. already written he has so retconned this whole thing 
What do we got coming up on the schedule? Well, coming up next week on the schedule, we are going to be talking. Dun da da. Hubots. What's a Hubot, you ask? I can hear him thinking it. What's a Hubot? <laughs> Thanks, Glenn. I thought you'd never ask. <laughs> oh, it's a, it's a bot that's in Doctor Who. What's a bot? A bot, by our definition, is going to be a, a robot or mechanism of some sort that is a not a mechanoid, you could say, uh, that does not uh, have any organic parts to it and is not a uh, an android. So we're, we're not talking Daleks and Cybermen because they have organics. And uh, we're, we're not going to talk, um, oh, like the legit... Uh, Androids of Tara? Yeah, because they're a little too lifelike. But now, if we wanted to talk the uh, Android Invasion, I would be okay with that, even though they're... We're not really talking... They're the a little too lifelike, too. They're not way when, too lifelike. Not when their face falls off. Well, not when their face falls off, but <laughs> they're no different than the Androids of Tara. Okay, so we're going to... When its face falls off. off. <laughs> so we're outlawing Androids altogether. We're talking the actual clunky... Uh, retro robots, so things like the uh, K1 and K9, and what, what uh, about uh... the Vox robots and um, okay. the mechanoids and the uh, Chumblies and um, the uh, rest, the War Machines. The rest on uh, uh, Rassilon uh, robot? No, not Rassilon. Raston. The 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 quick one. Uh, now I've forgotten the Power Ranger. No, yeah, the Power Ranger robot, the one that looks like. Power I, thought was, I thought it was a Rastalon robot. No, not Rastalon. It's like Rastalon. It? It's like Raston. It's Raston. Oh yeah, Rast Raston robot. Raston something robot. The robot of Rastalon. <laughs> Raston warrior robot. Warrior. What? Raston robot. Raston warrior Rastin is what it was. Warrior, yeah. yeah. Okay. It's not Rastalon warrior. No, he he no. brought it there. Well, he didn't bring it there, but it wasn't it wasn't actually a robot from the. Uh, Dark, dark Zone. <laughs> what about the dreadlocked ones? Oh, yeah, the Movellans. They totally count. They're robots. But aren't those more like androids? androids? No. Yeah, they, they look have, like they humans. Have, they have flesh, organic... But as uh, soon as you pull the power pack on the outside of their body off of them, they fall but they over. But they have organic... Uh, Do they? Yeah, they have, they have an organic uh, outside. Oh, well, if they have... Well... <laughs> they have organic outside, for sure. Okay, if, it's yeah. an or, if, if you're going to classify that as an organic outside, then no. They, we can't talk about the Movellans either. <laughs> Let's see how many we can come up with that can get eliminated. Is, yeah, this is, <laughs> what about this one? How about this? I hope, you're, this looking, I hope you're looking forward to next week as much as I am looking forward to defending the topic that <laughs> they're supposed to be discussing instead of classifying the topic. Uh, I already know which ones Keith's going to bring. So, Oh, yeah. We didn't even talk about those yet. We've got to find a reason to outlaw those, Glenn. That's your homework assignment for this week. Outlaw what? Quarks? Yeah. I wouldn't outlaw quarks. I love quarks. Quarks are awesome. I love quarks. Anyway, um, I'll find a reason. <laughs> there is no reason. You can never outlaw a quark. I'll find, a, awesome. I'll, I'll, I'll find a way. But uh, So we're going to talk that and have some fun with uh, robots. And then the following week, we... Uh, what? Uh, I, the schedule's not posted. So it's, the, well, the, 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 the schedule's not posted, but it's, it will be. It's all coming out of Sean's brain right It's now. all just... So subject to change. Yeah. <laughs> Squirrel. Uh, the following week is bum bum bum. Keeper of Trakum. Finally. Finally. I really ought to make you do those out of order. You can make me review them out of order. Doesn't mean you, you can make you know me watch why. them out of order. You know why, right? 
No, I didn't seek it out. You cheated. I didn't cheat. You totally cheated. I never you, sought out spoilers. You for went it. to the internet. I and never did. After no, we, we said, just kept giving you big finish stuff that spoiled all kinds of well, stuff. Well, because that yeah. was already well, after you know, he had the done book it. I read, you know. Yeah. See, you we, not that. No. I told I re- you. I read it to review it. I, t- I told you spoilers. Don't read anything. And you said okay, and then you came back the next week and said so. I got online and I looked up Trocken and I went. No, I didn't. You most certainly did. That's why I said... What I, else do we have on this schedule, I even made the Sean? joke it was going to be the last thing ever. Anything beyond that? Yes. Uh, the following week, we're going to do... Legopolis. I've shorted his brain out. You did. What's the... I keep, I keep flipping them. Well, it goes... It's uh, Trock and Legopolis, Well, those three are on the schedule for, 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 for so after... One week, one, one, one week, one week, oh, okay. one week. And then uh, we'll, like we'll, we'll wrap up that month with a talk about um, regeneration. Yes. Because Keith will have finally have seen finally all of the regeneration stories that exist that Talking we have. Talking about regeneration. So far. Uh, so and, far. And so we'll kind of go back and, uh, and talk about this wonderful thing that uh, happens to our hero. Sean should have a feedback song for that week, and he should do it to uh, my yeah. generation. Yeah. Talking he should. about regeneration. Well, yeah, it would require people to write feedback for that week. So, Ben, you heard it here. <laughs> get it in. And obviously get your feedback in for uh, uh, WhoBots. Yes. Yeah. We yeah. want to know what yeah. uh, WhoBots what, what, you like. What, what do you and, like? And you can defend uh, whether they should be included in <laughs> Sean's WhoBot discussion. I'm, I'm, throwing da- I'm throwing down my Infinity Gauntlet right now. I'm asking people to, to help me disqualify that's how, the course. That's how stones get lost. <laughs> Keith, if people want to send us feedback, how do they do that? They can go to our website, travelingthevortex.com, and fill out the Send Us Feedback tab. Or to send it directly to feedback at travelingthevortex.com. Hey, when you're at that website, why don't you click on that Patreon link and send us some money. Um, you can uh, do it there, and all of that money goes into this podcast. And we appreciate everybody that's already supporting us. Anything else we need to do before we close this one? Nope. That's going to do it for this week. Until next week, I'm Glenn. I'm Sean. I'm Keith. Cheers. Good night, everybody. Be seeing you. Thanks for listening. Grant is stupid. You have been listening to Traveling the Vortex. Doctor Who and all of its associated programs are owned and trademarked by the BBC. No infringement is intended or implied.